Hey y'all, this is Clay, and you're listening to the first ever episode of the Respect Your Mother podcast. Episode 1, Easing into Environmental Consciousness. Merriam-Webster defines eco-consciousness as marked by or showing concern for the environment, especially eco-conscious consumers. We want to broaden that as much as possible to cover the natural environment that surrounds us, your home environment, your work environment. We want to look at every aspect of our lives through the lens of environmentalism. So why is it valuable to ease into environmental consciousness? Well, slow and steady wins the race in most things in life. We know this is true. And especially when it comes to environmentalism, such a hot and large topic, um, the more you learn, the more you realize you have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) So we all are just taking in information. It doesn't have to be a fast process. You don't have to be perfect tomorrow or next week or three years from now. All we can do is try. That being said, I'd be very appreciative to any of you who could share this podcast with your friends family, anyone you think that uh, you want to open the conversation with about environmentalism that you think needs to hear it or would be interested in it. Let's get all that to the side now. The first three steps of easing into being more environmentally conscious. Step one is really just to have an open mind. I know that may seem cliche of me to say, but it really is critical in gaining new information. Um, You don't want to come with any preconceived biases or beliefs that you already have and just shoot down any argument you hear, any fact you read that is not aligned with what your beliefs are. So always be willing to listen at least. And then, of course, you could be critical of things that you've listened to and you've had an open mind about. You can ask the person, well, why did you phrase it like this and not like this? You could point out fallacies in that argument, of course. You'd have a discussion, but really opening your mind to take in and absorb the information and not just be um, have a wall up to defend your beliefs is, you know, essential. I want to share a quote with you guys. This one's from Wax Taylor, and it's just, quote, if you learn to listen, you listen to learn, unquote. So I know that's really simple, but I try to carry it with me every single day of my life, and it really positively affects how I learn and the excitement I have to learn and to listen to others. So I hope you enjoy that. There has never been a better time to have an open mind. We have so much information that is readily available to us at all times, especially through the internet. And speaking of the internet, that brings me to the next step, step two, seek credible information. With that abundance of information we have online, we also get a lot of not great information online and I know that you've seen it especially on social media sites or like clickbait ads for quote-unquote journalism companies things like that um there's a lot of just opinions out there there's a lot of opinions disguised as facts out out there so it's important to be careful um you can never go wrong with um reading off of Google Scholar, you know, reading some peer-reviewed articles. And when I say peer-reviewed, I mean things that have been um, judged and critiqued by scientists in that field or colleagues in that field and said, okay, yeah, this is solid work and this is all like adding up to par. This can be published and verified as credible information. So that's really important. I also 
put a lot of effort into not listening or to not subscribing to the bigger news stations that, you know, I'm referring to. Um, they're highly influenced and biased. They have a lot of opinions thrown in and, and ad libs here and there that tell you what their opinion is. And we don't really need to know that. We just want to turn on the news for facts, right? So you can go ahead and just Google media bias chart and a bunch of images will pop up and uh, they basically is just are just charts that break down for you whatever news source that you watch or listen to um, b- based on how skewed it is to the left or the right, its reliability, um, its fabrication, things like that, its fact checking. If I can offer you my humble opinion and what I personally listen to for daily news and things like that, um, it would be National Public Radio, NPR. They also do podcasts and uh, have like multiple media outlets. So I highly suggest them. Um, If you want just extra tidbits of information here and there, we all know that TED Talks are a great source of information and it's, it's just exciting to learn something new every single day. So those are my two favorites. Now for the final step of this episode, step three, developing environmentally friendly habits. We've all heard the slogan, reduce, reuse, recycle, right? But do we actually live by this? I hear a lot of my peers and people older than me, younger than me, I hear a lot of people say, what will my individual good habits do to help the world that seems to be in such a crisis? And to those people, I would have to quote Voltaire and say, Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. No matter how bleak the situation may seem, our environment needs us. We need her. Keep pushing, keep fighting. I'm going to start off with one of my favorites, uh, and it reduces a lot of garbage waste. I find a large percent, especially if you don't finish leftovers and things, and that is to compost your leftover food, peelings, eggshells, anything like that. You can deposit them directly into a compost bin outside of your house, or you could sprinkle them in your garden, coffee grounds. Uh, It's all very good for the soil. It helps like put back nutrients in that have been depleted from the soil. So I like to use a kind of a plastic container that I'm, that I finished with like a butter bowl or a coffee container or a jar, a can, anything to have um, kind of a sealable source to put leftovers or peelings in and then seal it off in the kitchen until I'm ready to bring it outside. So composting in combination with the next habit, which is recycling, you can reduce or basically eliminate the amount of waste that you produce every day um, with these two. So recycling, you want to make sure that you're checking all containers, making sure it has recycling symbols, making sure that your community has a a large recycling bin, Um, to put everything in and a lot of people especially in rural communities where I live they don't realize that you actually have to take the time to like rinse containers out make sure there's no food particles on it cardboard boxes that can have grease or like pizza boxes anything like that so you want to go through what you're going to recycle and and really take your time and make sure not you're not going to contaminate the whole recycling bin because that is no good and it's just a waste so rinse everything out you know read up on it and it'll become a habit soon enough. If you finish with a cereal box, just break the box down immediately, put it in a bin in your kitchen next to your garbage can, have it ready to go. Um, I like to wait until my bin is completely full. And the next trip I take to the grocery store, I kind of just pack it all in my car 
and take it out to the, the recycling bin to get it done in one trip to try and save a little gas. The next habit I'm going to recommend is a little simpler than the first two, and that's just to reduce consumption wherever you can um, in the forms of electricity and water. So you always want to turn lights off and unplug electric items. Sorry for my dog barking. <laughs> you always want to unplug electric items when you leave a room, you leave the house, because uh, it's just a waste and it's pulling electricity that you're not even using in the first place. So why have it on or, or running? And as well as water, you want to obviously turn the water off in between brushing your teeth and take showers instead of baths as much as you can. Fill up the sink before you wash the dishes so you don't have it constantly running. Uh, these are just like small everyday things that you could fit in that really do reduce like your consumption of these resources that we take for granted, but they really are so precious and we're so lucky. So that wraps up the first three steps into easing into environmental consciousness. Uh, I do have one small challenge for anyone listening. It is uh, to participate in Meatless Mondays. If you're not aware, I'm telling you now, um, livestock production and feeding livestock takes a lot of grains. It takes a lot of resources. It also produces a lot of waste in the form of defecation, urine, and uh, unpleasant smell and things for the communities that raise these animals. So when you cut back on your meat um, consumption, it really as a whole does change a lot. So something simple like a meatless Monday can make a big difference if you really complete it every day, like every Monday of the year, say that's a lot of meat that you're not consuming. And if you like it and you feel comfortable, you can add that on to meatless Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and then maybe turn into a vegetarian or a vegan, who knows? Um, no rush, no pressure, anything. I just um, wanted to put that challenge on you and see if you'd step up to the plate. Let me know how it goes. Let me know if you like it. It's been such an honor to talk with you all. Have a great day and don't forget to respect your mother.